Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. And joining us now from Kiev, Ukraine, it's Trey Yinkst, Fox News foreign correspondent who just had a big interview yesterday with Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. And Trey, it's great to have you back on the show. Scott, thanks for having me. I want to play for the audience one snippet of your exchange with Zelensky, sort of a status assessment of the war as it stands now. Cut 26. At this moment, your troops in the east are bracing for a new Russian offensive. What is your assessment of the situation along the front lines? Well, this situation on the front line is complicated. Well, it wasn't easy over those months. Uh, for over a year, we have this war. Uh, people are exhausted, but still there is this resilience of our soldiers. It's important to have the resilience among the people. There's this high level of morale, and Russia is preparing for the remonch. We can feel this. I believe that it has already started, either fully or not fully. We will see that in uh, the nearest weeks. So that last piece, Trey, significant. Russia preparing for a relaunch, sort of regathering, recuperating, and then they're going to try to push again offensively into the country. And Zelensky suggested that it may have already started at a low level already. What do you make of that? That seems sort of like something that people have been worried about and waiting for, and Zelensky at least is telling you that that's what he's seeing. Absolutely. According to Ukrainian intelligence, this has already started. And that was a surprising thing to hear from the Ukrainian leader because there's been a lot of buildup across Ukraine in preparation for this expected Russian offensive, an expansion of what's already taking place on the ground. But for Zelensky to confirm that, I think really just illustrates the concern of Ukrainian leadership here in Kyiv. They understand they have bloody battles ahead. The situation on the front line is extremely difficult. And the way Zelensky described it to us on and off camera was a situation where there is real risk of Ukraine losing even territory that they've been able to liberate in the eastern Donbass region. So there's a lot at stake here. There are a lot of elements at play. And the Russians have been very clear this week that they plan to escalate not only through the words that they're using to describe this conflict and what comes next, but also through their actions on the ground. At another point in your interview, Zelensky warned that if Ukraine were to lose this war overall, that could usher in World War III. Now, some people might roll their eyes and say that sounds a bit hype, you know, hyperbolic. Uh, he might want to say that because obviously it's his country that's been invaded. They're fighting for survival. But really, World War III, what's the theory there that a Ukrainian loss, and of course so far the Ukrainians, thank God, have been doing very well, but if they were to lose, that this would have much wider implications. Why does he believe that's the case? And why do some Western leaders take that very threat 
quite seriously, actually? Well, they take it seriously based on the words of Vladimir Putin. In the past, Putin has called the collapse of the Soviet Union the greatest geopolitical catastrophe of the 20th century. The way Vladimir Putin looks at the future of his country is an expanded version of how it exists today. In 2014, he annexed Crimea, an area of land that belongs to Ukraine. And then at that same time period, he encouraged Russian-backed separatists in the Donbas region to take territory that also is sovereign Ukrainian territory. And so Zelensky's explanation is that if Ukraine falls, Putin won't stop here. He will continue on to neighboring countries like Poland, a NATO country that would ultimately trigger Article 5 and lead to a much broader conflict. So that's the perspective of the Ukrainians. They believe that if Ukraine falls, it will not just be Ukraine. It will then be Moldova. It will then be part of Poland, and it will be the Baltic countries. And that's the perspective of the Ukrainian leader, and that's what he made clear to us in our interview yesterday. Well, and to your point about NATO, the second a NATO country is invaded, it's not just a few more countries getting involved. All of NATO, by treaty, must get involved. And that's the type of thing that could escalate into the World War III level scenario that Zelensky's talking about. So it's not just completely far-fetched, that admonition, that warning that we heard from him. I want to play cut 28. You were asking a question that I've actually been curious about now for a while. Does Zelensky ever speak with or have an opportunity maybe to speak with Putin? Could these guys get on the phone and maybe de-escalate? You said that Putin's planning to escalate. Uh, Could words directly between these two leaders maybe bring this thing down a few notches? You asked the question. Cut 28. Here's the response. When was the last time you tried to call Russian President Vladimir Putin? Do... Before the full-scale invasion, I don't remember the exact day, but uh, during the previous year, I I attempted to make several phone calls to him. Even several days before the full-scale war, I was talking to leaders how it was happening, and I told uh, them that we can't uh, have a conversation. Would you be willing to speak with him now? No, no, I'm I'm not interested. I mean, he's the one who doesn't keep his own word. What conditions would you need to have a conversation about peace with Russian President Putin? We could start talking about diplomatic steps with Russia only after they will withdraw their forces from the Ukrainian territory. So let them withdraw and then we'll start talking. Trey, I found it really interesting, just the flat-out no. Would you be willing to speak with Putin now? No. Basically, the guy's a liar. He doesn't keep his word. That, I think, was a significant answer to something that maybe some people like me had been wondering about. It was something that I was wondering as well. Could he just pick up the phone and call the Russian leader? And he said that he has no interest in speaking with him. I pushed him further after that and said that, From the perspective of an observer who looks at this conflict, it appears there is a stalemate for peace. The conditions in which Zelensky lays out in our interview to talk with Russian President Putin and hold any sort of discussions about peace, they're very clear. But one of the key points is withdrawing all Russian troops from Ukrainian territory. Well, Vladimir Putin has been very clear. He plans to continue with this invasion. And so 
my question to him was, how does this end? Who blinks first? And as things stand now, there is no end in sight. And Zelensky told me during the interview that he has no plans to call Putin and that he has no interest in speaking with him. So as it stands now, there is truly a communication stalemate, but also a stalemate on many parts of the battlefield. It's part of the reason the Russians are escalating, because in certain areas of that front line, neither side has been able to make significant territorial gains since a massive counteroffensive that was launched back in September by the Ukrainians, and that was in the Kharkiv region, in the northern part of Ukraine, not along the really area where the focal point of the fighting is now in the Donbass, the Far East. And it kind of would make sense, Trey, that Zelensky would say, no, I'm not really interested in speaking with Putin because it sounds like there's nothing to talk about right now, right? I mean, if the Ukrainians say, we will talk, we will negotiate an armistice when the Russians get out of our territory, and only then, and the Russians are saying, well, that's our territory now and we want more, at least from that perspective, there really isn't much to talk about between those two leaders at this point. Last question, Trey Yanks, and it goes back to a previous assignment that you had at Fox News out of the Jerusalem Bureau. Very intriguing development a few nights ago in Iran where there were a series of explosions. The Israeli military claimed responsibility afterwards. They said that they were going in and trying to take out or at least diminish the capacity of Iran's missile and drone programs. And to the extent that they were successful, because the Israelis said it was a mission success, the Iranians said it was all very superficial damage, nothing to see here. They would have a reason to lie, of course. I guess we'll find out eventually. But if the Israelis were able to successfully degrade to a significant level and extent those programs in particular from the Iranian regime, that's not just a win for Israel and regional stability and peace given the menace that Iran represents separately, but also good news for the Ukrainians and Zelensky, because my understanding is the Russians have been supplied heavily, especially with drones, by the Iranian regime. So if they have had that capacity degraded to a large extent, that could make a difference here, couldn't it? Absolutely. The Ukrainians are facing Iranian-made Shahid drones across major population centers in Kyiv and Kharkiv, Ukraine's first and second largest cities. And... If the Iranians aren't able to supply the Russians with these kamikaze drones, it will give Ukraine an advantage and, in part, address one of the threats that the Ukrainian population faces as this war continues. Trey Yangst, Fox News foreign correspondent, joining us from Kiev, Ukraine. Really big interview yesterday. It aired on Special Report. You can find it online. We played some of the clips here in the interview. Trey, I always appreciate your time, your insights. Please stay safe. Thank you. The Guy Benson Show returns after this very short break. Stay with us. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.